All right. So important question, guys. I want to know what else we can order with emojis on Twitter because I am all hyped up for this ordering pizza via emojis because it seems like pizza delivery is the way of the future. It's, it's the killer app of technology. So you're going to have to explain this to me because I saw some people talking about it. but I I've literally exactly, just explained it. That is all that it entails. <laughs> there is nothing more complex about so this. So you use an emoji. Mm-hmm. You like tweet it like Domino's or something. You say, oh, you go at Domino's, and then you yeah, and they go, already they already know everything you go, about you. So you go all pepper- they need is an emoji. pepperoni pizza. I don't think you can even get that complicated. I think no, it's no, just you pizza. got your preset pizza. It's like the okay. it's like the pizza button right. thing. It knows that you're going to get the classic thin crust with pepperoni and pineapple on it. I'm not. That sounds uh, yeah, that no, sounds no, truly that's, that's truly horrible. You have terrible that taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no correcting for terrible taste except what, I'm getting pizza from Domino's anyway. So <laughs> really, really, what is that doing for me? <laughs> yeah, it's shoe leather with the poop uh, emoji on top. Man. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's already, like, a martini glass emoji, right? Because is someone going to show up with a martini if I start tweeting that at, like... Yep. At, uh, I don't know, who do I tweet? But he's, but he's kind of a creep. <laughs> That's what my wife, my wife should do. Because uh, frequently she will be out. Like, she, she has to travel around the area for her job to go interview people and stuff like that. And so often she'll be coming home late. And she, this is a classic role reversal from the 50s. Um, she, you know, says, I'm on my way. Uh, if you made me a martini, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> And so I'm often standing at the door, not wearing something slinky, but uh, with a martini in my hand. Well, you're only doing half the job then, John. I know, I know. I need to try does, a little harder. Does the poodle, like, bring her, <laughs> her slippers, too? Is that... The poodle doesn't bring anybody <laughs> I anything. Know, that's useless dog. Useless yes. dog. These dogs today, the 50s, in the 50s, that's dogs right. had a place in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. They get a beaten. Well, so wait, but there's no newspaper for it to bring you anymore. So it's like, like gnaw on your iPad we on still, the way over. Still, <laughs> drags a Kindle it. over. Doesn't bring it, just gnaws on it. That's all it does. We still get the newspaper. All right, so it's like week, what, 700 of having the iWatch, which I'm going to call an iWatch. <laughs> That's, That's how iWatch. good I am. <laughs> wow, Dan. Man. We'll do that all over again. No, uh, <laughs> so I got to say, the, the 100% of Whole Foods cashiers that I've used my watch to pay for things for are really impressed with the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. They seem very yeah, – I had one – this was weird for me, experience, where I paid with something, the Apple Watch, and, and the cashier's like, oh, well, that's fancy. What is that? I'm like, oh, it's the Apple Watch. She's like, oh, that's the Apple Watch? I thought it would be bigger. I'm like, no, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty – and then I give her like a little demo, like holding up like the six people in line behind me apparently. Oh, I'm sure they loved that. Yeah. yeah that's um, – but it is – you know what? I have to say paying for things with the Apple Watch is surprisingly easy. Like I didn't think the phone. Yeah. I thought the phone thing was pretty cool when that happened. But like someone asked me, I think it's one of the cashiers easier, like, right? "Oh yeah, it's like that way easier using the watch." And you're like, "Oh, then having to take thing out of your pocket." I'm like, "Actually, it kind of is." Yeah. So, so uh, I haven't. I haven't actually paid for anything with the watch. Are you yet. still not uh, on but, Apple Pay? Is, is you still? Are no, you still no, 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 to that no, one no. McDonald's or? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, like the, McDonald's is the only place that I frequent that actually does it yet i just like i said i don't go out of the house that much but i did um i did john's do, a moocher basically never <laughs> yes that's right i'm in the part of the moocher economy well i'm just i got to stay home and make my wife martinis <laughs> yeah. um but uh when i went to see age of ultron i had my ticket on my watch which worked nice um, perfectly well it was, that was great the people in front of me were they they pulled out their android phone and were trying to get their ticket on their android phone and so i zipped ahead with my watch so you were in an apple watch commercial wow. is what you're saying got, i got ahead of them because of my watch that's nice 
I bought I bought a tea and a and a pastry at the airport Starbucks with my with my Apple Watch using the barcode using Passbook. Oh, and so that, star- uh, totally worked. Oh, okay, so but that that you have to have like prepaid stuff. Well, yeah, you've right? got it. You've got yeah. your Starbucks card loaded on your phone, and then it yeah. goes via okay. Passbook. So you're okay. using, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. paying you're, that you're way. You're just paying of off that. your prepaid thing yeah. as opposed yeah. to using. And it's not Apple yeah. Pay; it's scanning it's, it's, the thing. But yeah, you know, right. speaking of scanning barcodes, and that's clever because it like goes full oh, brightness weird. and it turns off the like super fast auto sleep, um, so that it's. Uh, you know, because that would be really hilarious if you're like, okay, I'm ready to pay. And then you rotate your wrist and hold it out. And it's like, oh, it just went to sleep. Uh, but now I can <laughs> hold see on, it. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Shake it. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh. Yeah. So it doesn't do that, which was, I, which is cool. This is fascinating. I'm actually playing with it right now because I was curious. You have to like tap the barcode because then it like full screens the barcode. I guess if you just scroll well, to it, does if you it. scroll to the barcode, like everything drops away. The, the brightness right. comes up. It's like, uh, yeah, it's that moment of oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the music, the music yeah. plays. I feel like mm-hmm. it might be the limiting factor of the watches. Like they had to make the screen big enough to show the barcodes. Yeah. I'm taking a trip uh, next week, and I'm debating whether or not to bring my Apple Watch because it's it's an international trip. And I won't have probably like I certainly won't have on like a large amount of cellular data. And so I'm curious, like, is this actually going to be useful for me when I'm wandering around Europe when it's not connected to the Internet most of the time? But you could set like a face with like the time back home and the current time. I'm also worried about it getting stolen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to I one of the I was reading the guidebooks. I'm going to I'm going to Lisbon uh, and I was reading a guidebook and it's like, oh, there's a lot of pickpockets in Lisbon. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. My uh, my my in laws were robbed in Portugal. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm kind of considering maybe the watch should stay at home. Maybe I'm going to limit the amount of technology I drag around with me. Maybe there should be a, a band that's like a, a shackle. <laughs> <laughs> this just doesn't come off with it, like unless you have a key. Do you have an unlocked phone? You should get a prepaid. You should get a prepaid SIM. Well, I don't have an unlocked phone anymore because uh, AT and T oh. is full of jerk faces. Uh, and won't unlock your phone if you're not paid up on your contract. Uh, and you sold your old phone. So I you did. Don't have an I sold my old oh, phone damn. to subsidize my new phone because I did have a very nice unlocked iPhone five, which is sad. So I I was thought about calling AT and T and arguing with them, but my cousin tried that before she went abroad for the past semester, and they were just unforgiving. So because I, it's funny. I had heard that depending on if you're you know a customer in good in good standing and have been a customer for a long time. They they are more open to unlocking your phone for international because that's I mean that is the way to do it is is uh, in addition to your international travel and your caviar and your lobsters <laughs> you also have an unlocked phone and you buy a prepaid SIM card so well, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll that. try it maybe I'll call them up and see if I can do it without spending like two hours on hold but I'm always <laughs> I I don't trust anybody I don't trust anybody so I I have had two instances where I put my watch back on. Um, There's only two times you only taken it off twice. No, 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 just wait for the end of the sentence. I can't. can't. It takes so long. After after having taken it off, just for like uh, maybe a half an hour, and um, and it it didn't ask to unlock again. Like it was already unlocked, or like it? Yeah, like I had, but I had taken it off and put it down, and then when I put it back on, it didn't it didn't prompt me to unlock. It was already unlocked. It's weird. I sometimes see it flicker Has that briefly. Happened to you? I haven't had no. that, but like when I've put it back on, sometimes it'll show me a screen that is clearly like for a split second, it'll show me a screen that is clearly on, you know, like a glance or something, and then it will like flip over to the to the passcode entry. Yep. 
Um, and I assume that's just because, so it's using, what is it using to figure out when it's attached or not? Some, the heartbeat sensor? I was thinking it's using the sensors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of those sensors. So, that's but it idea. must be, it doesn't pull repeatedly, did you, right? Did you, uh, did you unlock your, um, Oh, your phone, your phone at some point in there? Was it unlocked when you put it on? Yes. Cause when unlocking, unlocking your phone unlocks the watch. Even if it's not. So even if it's not on, well, that, that I that I don't. That, it's I mean, not supposed it right to now. work that way. It's, it's not right supposed now. to work. I took that it way. off. It's locked. Oh here, I will unlock my phone, and my watch is still locked. Right, because it's not on your wrist. Right. I was just wondering if so. So John, you put it Let's on, it and again. then immediately it was uh, it was unlocked. That's so you're weird. suggesting that if your yeah. phone is already unlocked and you put I it just on, took it off. I don't unlock know. My, unlock my phone. This is fascinating. This Do is I look like some kind of phone scientist to you, Dan? I don't know. I don't know what you look like. <laughs> what is a phone Oh, yeah, scientist? it totally works. Yeah. If, you, if your phone is yeah. unlocked and you put the yeah. watch back on, it is That's on. Right. So how does it... I so don't know how it figures that, that out so but, fast, though. Like, can it... Is it an accelerometer that, thing? or? And is that good? <laughs> oh, yeah. If your phone is unlocked I mean, like, and someone else puts on your watch, then it's also unlocked. I so, guess it's just like... I guess this is the idea that your phone would not be... Unlocked. unlocked unless you had specifically you... unlocked it. Yeah. That's a very so complicated theft if you're trying yeah. to steal yeah, the that's watch. A, right. Apple Watch thieves, that's what you need to do. I mean, they is. would have to be they would have to be within Bluetooth range of you. They would have yes. to have stolen your watch and be standing near you as you unlock your phone <laughs> to call the police. <laughs> to call the police. Well, and then you, <laughs> and then you run. Yeah, but then the watch locks again. So as soon as, you know, at some point <laughs> they, they can't get anything off. This show is very popular with Lisbon thieves. <laughs> Bom dia. We are, we are we are translated into Portuguese simulcast. Um, have you had any other problems, John, or is that your biggest watch concern right now? Well, I was just that was well, that was probably my biggest concern. Um, I haven't had any other problems other than like um, Siri just like kind of dying, oh, and then Siri. I have have to restart. What that happened like that happened once or twice. I, I actually was going to ask you guys about Siri because I have I, I read a review. I think it was in the New York Times travel section did a bit about Siri for or about uh, the Apple Watch for traveling. Um, and I was reading through that and I read uh, the complaint of the writer there was that Siri sometimes doesn't doesn't respond. And I've totally noticed that. Like you yeah. you raise your wrist and you're like, hey, Siri, hey, 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 hey. Hey, you stupid robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then it finally enacts and plays back all of the stuff that you just said. And it says, I don't understand. Yeah. Hey, hey, Siri, why aren't you listening to me? Mm-hmm. I'll get it where it just like it triggers. And then I missed the like window in order to actually say something. And it will just be like, yeah, what do yes. you want? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to like press the little microphone button. Well, it's like you bring it up. You bring it up and then you say the, the phrase. And it's too late. We've already screwed then, everybody yeah, up. I know. And then you, you say oh. what you want. It, you want immediately. It's like I was thinking for a long time. Okay, I bring it up and then I get Siri to. There's no comma. There's no pause. And then, and then I yeah. pause it, but there isn't. Yeah, right. You just say, "Hey, you, I want you to set a timer for four minutes." Or something. Right. That pause like might have been piece. too long. That Siri might have already gone and just done something yeah, in just that time. Right back to sleep. <laughs> no, I, I agree that that's the that's one of the. I don't trust it. I, I I still haven't gotten the timing down for acting. I think I've it. gotten I've gotten pretty good at it, but like I said, a couple of times it's it. it Siri is like just actively died. I mean, and basically the only thing that gets her back is restarting the phone. <laughs> the narcoleptic virtual assistant you yes. love. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't all be Alexa, Dan. I had the um. I actually had the yeah. That's true. I I had the Taptic engine die, which was really weird. 
Uh, I was, you know, mm. like driving over to a friend's house and got there and didn't realize, like, when I got out of the car, I looked and I was like, oh, I had a message from him five minutes ago. I, I didn't feel that. And I was testing, like, the forced touch and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not vibrating at all. Like, there's no haptic feedback, period. Um, but I restarted the watch and it came back. So I guess it's a software problem. It's been fine in the last week since I've done that. So I would assume that's a software problem, yeah. not a hardware problem. But it was right. still very disconcerting because I there had been that story about the bum taptic engines. Um, right. And I was like, oh, no, did they? Did some of them get out? Do I have a bad one? Um, but I wonder about the longevity of that thing just because I don't know how complicated a piece of mechanism it is. But, you know, because it's moving parts, sooner or later it will die, like all things. This yeah. has been a really cheery show. <laughs> <laughs> we all die sometime. So will so will your tap your taptic engine. My friends were making fun of me the other day because they're like, "Oh yeah, we were talking about something that you would you know heirlooms that you pass down." And my friends like, "Oh, not like that Apple Watch. You're going to pass that down to your kids someday." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to pass it down to my kids as an example of like, remember when our watches <laughs> used to be so lame that they only did these things? <laughs> they'll lo- they'll love that." There's a dead body, and you you're like, "No, he's still alive." No, that's not his heart beating. That's the taptic engine <laughs> slowly <laughs> faltering. It outlived him. <laughs> barely that is that is the worst micro science fiction story ever <laughs> oh there are there are worse Dan. <laughs> the tapping is coming from inside the house the telltale taptic engine is that what for, it is for sale taptic engine <laughs> so barely, barely used, used. <laughs> <laughs> he lived a sad life with no notifications <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to get all nobody not nope. even a notification of death all he ever did was stand up at the at fifty past the hour. <laughs> oh God, alone. the standing, the standing. Is that standing. is that killing you? Well, it's it's killing me because half oh. the time I just sat sitting down. is killing yeah. you, John. Yeah. Sitting is killing you. Yeah, yeah. Sitting down for five minutes before the thing tells me to stand up is really killing. Yeah, me. Yeah, that that needs to be smarter. Yeah, I have a, I have an app on my Mac that uh, is a you know it's a break. It's a break app, take a break app, yeah. and it monitors your, your use. And if you're not using the computer for a while, it's like, oh, you took a break, right? But I feel like the watch, although I, I sometimes it doesn't tell me to stand, but but yeah, I have those moments where I, I've just gotten up and walked yep. around and you know went out into the other room and did something and came back and I sat down and it says, time to stand. I'm like, God. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had that too where it's like, I've definitely had, because it, it measures if you have moved within the previous 50 minutes, it's not supposed to tell you to stand. Yeah. Yeah, well, that doesn't work. That That is unreliable. Yes, I would agree with that. I also Um, am very puzzled about the uh, how good the exercise tracking is, just because there's times when it's like, wow, it's it's saying I've been doing a lot of exercising when I've been doing something like cooking in the kitchen. It's like, all right, I'm moving around, but like, I think maybe because I'm like, you know, moving my hands around and like moving pots and pans, like sometimes it feels like maybe I'm exercising. I don't know. That's my (laughs) trick. That's my trick. Is like if I if I do some exercise and I like set the calorie goal. And I don't quite reach the calorie goal when I'm done with the exercise. I just keep it going for a little while and walk around and like do stuff in the house. <laughs> like eventually it'll say, "Hey, you met your goal." Like, I, oh, I found the perfect trick for that actually is to John. You should fill when you fill your martini shaker and you're just doing the shaking <laughs> yeah. there. That's the perfect yep. exercise workout. Like five calories. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Like I, I have apparently had no idea how much calorie burning i was doing you know like or, any, any activity or, or took. are you or was are just, you i was just like uh yeah it seems like that should be like nine thousand calories uh, no that's like 50 idiot yeah sorry you are not doing nearly as much no i really was are. not which explains a lot but but let me let me stop you there because i want to i want to tell you about something that requires less work from you specifically you john uh, well then i want to hear about it and that is our sponsor one of our sponsors today which is dash lane 
Dashlane is a password manager that has already helped over 2 million users online. If you're like me or John Moltz or our lovely <laughs> guest Jason Snell, you have too many passwords. You forget yep. which password you Good use Lord, on which yes. site. You spend way too much time clicking on that reset password button. I go through that all the time. I share an account for a TV with my parents, and like one of us is always resetting the password on that, which gets confusing. <laughs> Uh, and it's even worse when you're on the go. There's no way to remember all those passwords when you're out and about and all you've got is your, your phone with you, not your computer, what have you. But you can use a password manager called Dashlane. With Dashlane, you'll never forget another password. It's that simple. They're secured on all of your devices and they're always up to date in one place. And because Dashlane is on your computer and your phone, your passwords are always with you wherever you go. Dashlane even helps by filling the passwords for you online. You can use complex passwords with numbers and symbols, so you can make those really long, complicated passwords that make it a lot harder for people to hack into your accounts. And you don't even have to type them in because Dashlane can remember them for you. You can get into your accounts automatically, and it saves you hours. Yes, hours of your valuable time. And you can map all of that valuable time by looking at your Apple Watch and checking how much time you've saved. And the best of all, Dashlane is free. Yes, Free, totally free. What? I know. It's hard to believe, but it's You're free. You're lying. You're a big liar, Dan. I would never tell you anything but the truth, especially when it comes to our dear friends at Dashlane. And even best, better, if you are a Rebound listener, you can download Dashlane for free because it's free. Uh, <laughs> a special, a special deal for our listeners. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> even use the, freer. Use the code REBOUND. <laughs> yes. If you go to Dashlane.com slash REBOUND right now, right now, stop what you're doing, pause this podcast, go to Dashlane.com slash REBOUND. And you will never forget another password, probably just by going to that URL. That's D-A-S-H-L-A-N-E dot com slash rebound. Thank you so much to Dashlane for sponsoring the rebound. And back to the rest of our Apple Watch experiences. The Apple Watch show. Well, is there anything else? I don't know. Did anything else happen this week? Oh, so one of the things that came out this, well, I mean, you know, it's still related to the Apple Watch. But uh, backups of the Apple Watch uh, apparently occur without your knowing it <laughs> that's my yep. favorite kind of backup john so so it just automatically backs up to your phone that makes yeah, sense. lots of lots of stuff happens i think when, right, the, when the, the hood. when the watches when the watch is um just charging yes. charging right yes. it does it it syncs uh that's when your music playlist syncs right if you have which a was music weird playlist. yeah because i was like i wanted to get music on it quickly but i didn't want to like spend the time to charge it so yeah that was odd the first time yeah, and so it's doing that. It's doing the backup. It sync. It syncs something else. Uh, I think maybe some of the app installs happen. Then, I, it, it the, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that uh, goes on. It, do photos also sync at that point? Yeah, I think so. I think that's when that happens. There's a yeah. whole chain of events that happens. Yeah. So your our iPhones and our Apple Watches have this whole secret life we know nothing about. <laughs> Well, see, and that's the thing. I think we've talked about this a little bit before in terms of backups, but I feel like that's the right way to handle it, right? Is to not to have like sort of a worry-free thing where it's like you don't have to worry about it. if you do have your Apple Watch pickpocketed from you in Lisbon. Not suggesting Lisbon is not a lovely city. Uh, well, d- don't put your watch in your pocket. Is what yeah. I'm saying. We're gonna get we're gonna get letters from the from the Lisbon from the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> we love uh, Portugal. We we don't. None of us can understand Portuguese, so we're just gonna assume you love us. Um, Lisbon is a beautiful city. You'll love it. I'm. It's, looking forward I, I, to it it is san francisco's like doppelganger it's the same latitude well i've been to san francisco that's uh, that's lame <laughs> no no it's it's neat it's like the european uh, you know it's san francisco except everything's portuguese it's got a big orange bridge it was destroyed in an earthquake and then rebuilt and uh, it's pretty much the same temperature so yeah that's enjoy. A little, it's a little eerie 
And you'll be going to the new AltConf. Uh, it's just they have it in Lisbon. They're like, hey, what? It's like San Francisco. It's way yeah. easier to get tickets. Um, uh, but I was going to say, I think the backup thing we've talked about before, which is like, I feel like this is kind of the ideal way to handle backups for Apple is like, it's all done kind of silently as opposed to, I think iCloud backup is great for phones, but because of the storage limitations, it's it's lame because if you have more than one iOS device, you pretty much need to start yeah. spending money on extra storage space. And that just gets, it just gets annoying. So I, I don't know people like people. So people have already complained to us on the show that we like, we, we complain about things where we just want to pay less money. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, okay. Maybe I don't want to spend the extra money on the storage thing. I don't think that's the big point though. I think the big point is it, it takes away from your peace of mind when you have to worry about, do I have to prune this stuff from my iPhone to get it all backed up? Like, am I going to have to start deleting things just so that I can have my device all ba- back up automatically? I think that's Apple should yeah. not let you not make you worry about those things. It's a bad, it's a bad user experience being a regular person being told that they need to buy more iCloud backup uh, or not have their phone backed up is not, I mean, I feel like, yeah, we can, we can complain about being cheap and saying, well, Apple should make their, their iCloud storage stuff cheaper. But, you know, when it starts to impact your users, your regular users, I think it's a problem. And I think the five gigabyte number is too small. I think, I think that, that free tier should be large enough that your average person who's just, you know, got, a, got an iPhone and an iPad or whatever never gets a warning from Apple. Because it's better for Apple that it's backed up. It's better for their support. They, you know, I, it's just I, – I just can't – I don't think anybody's exploiting this. I, I, you know, I understand that that's a lot of storage that they have to support, but Apple's a big company. It just seems like it would be better to just get it out of the way. And Apple's just been so – you know, their their pricing for storage is not is not great. But, you know, at the low end, it really is impacting um, regular users because I hear that from my relatives all the time. They're like, "Oh, I got this iCloud warning." It's like, "Oh, geez," because mm-hmm. they have two devices that they're backing up and they've reached the five gigabyte limit. Yeah, it's pretty quick to get to that. Boo! Yeah, boo! <laughs> That's our rating. <laughs> and Th- thumbs down emoji. <laughs> if I send that to Apple, does something happen? Do they send me a, a, a oh, support that'd be person? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if you send it. them a thumbs down emoji. <laughs> yeah. I th- you send them a cloud emoji and then a thumbs down emoji. That's well, that's the key. I, I send <laughs> an Apple a cloud emoji and my cloud services all break. <laughs> Does that one, you don't even need to send them a cloud emoji for that. Have you ever seen Tim Cook tweet? I don't think they're really like that, that savvy about Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and their pricing tiers are just not comparable to other no. services that offer the same kind of thing. I, I think the thing that comes that's to me hard. is like storage. People have learned how to scale cloud storage like amazon does a really good job of it dropbox does a really good job of it like you know this is not a problem that is not this is not an unsolved problem and apple with its 160 billion dollars could probably afford to expand its storage offerings drop the prices because i can't imagine it's making that much revenue off that like, no, and their competitors are making them look bad. I mean, yeah, that's the exactly. that's the other yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. is this is this is. I mean, people talk about the Apple tax, and I roll my eyes a lot. But this is one of those cases where it's like, so you want to use Photos? You know, Sorry. Photos is free. It comes with your Mac. You want to use it to do iCloud Photo Library? Great. And you know, this is going to cost you like twenty dollars a month, and that that is because you're paying for the convenience of having it all be inside Apple's, you know, ecosystem and integrated with the operating system. That's all great, but all of a sudden I'm paying $20 a month for a terabyte of photo storage and I know that I'm getting, you know, a terabyte of you know, of Dropbox for 
$100 a year and I'm getting, you know, and Microsoft's given me a terabyte or, or an unlimited and Flickr's given me an unlimited or a terabyte or something. And it's just, you know, you, you start to look around and say, Apple, I, I appreciate that Apple's going to maybe charge more than some of its competitors, but it's a lot more right now. It's, it's, it's out of whack. And that's the thing is that I feel like, especially for something like your photos, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but your photos are the one thing that it's basically irreplaceable. And so the amount of goodwill I feel like they could buy by being like, look, don't worry about it. Like, all your photos are backed up. Like, we know how, how important those are to you. Like, that is the message that Apple likes to send to its customers is like, we know what's important to you. And we're going to make doing what's important to you as easy as possible and as safe as possible. And I think that's where something like, you know, providing a much bigger pool to put your photos in, in, into it just perfectly aligns with what Apple wants to do. Uh, and so maybe, you know... Maybe they'll maybe they'll decide to change their policy a little bit after people, you know, after the whole photo library thing has gotten a little more wide adoption. But I feel like I part of the reason I've held off is because I don't I don't have the space. I don't want to spend more money right now on trying to figure out, well, which which of my precious photos do I back up and which can be consigned yeah. to the dustbin of history? <laughs> all of my photos are very important. We, we will just consign them very, all to the dustbin clear, of history. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> None, even the lousy ones. We have these pictures that. When my son was a baby and when we were changing him to like keep him interested, we would often give him a camera. (laughs) So he would be lying. He would just be lying there on his back with like this with this old like digital camera and just like pointing it up in this in the air and just like snapping pictures. So we have all these pictures that are just of the ceiling in his bedroom. (laughs) And yet at the same time, I get like it's funny, you know, like having those things like we go back and we look at those things like look at these pictures you took in the ceiling when we were changing them. I mean, it's just hysterical. And like, if we deleted all those, something would be lost. Yeah. So we keep. Yeah. So we keep them. Pictures of your ceiling, and then that's right. Fifty years yeah. from now, you won't remember what they are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someday your years. son will come. Fifty to you. years from now, I won't remember anything. <laughs> so, someday your son will come to you, Dad. What are all these crazy <laughs> photos of the ceiling in, in this photo library I inherited from you? I will say, well, I am hundred. I am a hundred years old. Why <laughs> Who are you asking me these questions? <laughs> Are you a robot? <laughs> Robo dad. I can't, uh, my brain has been put into this robot body for a reason, and this is not it. <laughs> it is the destruction of the earth. So, Jason, I have a question for you since you're, you're, on, our, you're on our show today. Yes, Dan. Uh, I heard you bought a TV. I did buy a TV. Oh. I heard it's an amazing 4,000K. It has all the Ks. It has all the Ks. It's got four of them. That's it's all four, of them as four, far as I'm concerned. Four strikeouts. That's not, you know, it's okay. It's an okay. KKK, KKK, KKK. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Uh, thank goodness it's not 3K because those yeah, guys. Yeah, right. That's and last year's news. I'm glad you pulled in strikeouts because that, that made it better. Strikeouts. Yeah, that's yeah. totally what it is. One of them is backward because it was struck out looking. Um, baseball nerds, sorry. Sorry. It's not Dan. our demographic. Uh, yeah, I bought a. I bought, my TV died. My uh, TV, like literally, my wife was watching something and it, it just the TV was playing and then suddenly it said no signal, which is a bad sign because nothing changed. And uh, apparently, searching online, that meant that like my uh, uh, the the like the circuit board, the whatever it is that takes the HDMI inputs, basically is fried, and that happens. It's a five year old TV, and That's so about you know, how these long things happen. And I heard that you know a couple hundred bucks, I, I might be able to get it fixed. And I thought I already uh, we 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 bought another a smaller TV for another room, and uh, 
and the difference in quality between a TV made last year and a TV made five years ago, it's yeah. staggering. Like just on these LCD TVs, the black, the you know, and again, John Syracuse will tell you, well, it's not as good as a plasma, but um, <laughs> but the fact is that the, it's it, not a the bad L- impression. The LCD it was uh, you know off the top of the head. You just got to get a little muppety, and you, you you're most of the way there. Jason, that's Dan. not as good as a plasma TV. <laughs> they, they, then if you got Dan doing it, then it's perfect. So it's not as good as a plasma, but it, they're way better than the old LCD. So I had this like, do I want to even? take the time and find somebody to try and fix this tv that is i already think is too small and doesn't look nearly as good as the cheap tv that we bought for the other room and right. like, no i don't want to do that I, I feel bad on one level because the panel is probably just fine but it's like if i'm going to spend money on a new tv i'm going to get one that's got the, that looks way better like this other tv does so i decided i i didn't want to go buy a you know a two thousand dollar like top of the line whatever because i feel like tv stuff is still in flux and probably will continue to be but i i felt like i could probably get something decent for our living room and if it lasts five years then that's great and if we decide that we want some amazing new tv technology comes out in two or three years we'll just roll this one down and put it in that other room and you know we'll just kind of move the there'll be a chain there's one crappy tv we've still got that we could get rid of because we have three tvs so um, are you are you like dan do you have what, 120 devices connected to your tv yeah 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 there's a uh, yeah so how many uh, hdmi ports that's the real question uh, uh, well this yeah. one is five but i have oh, a, i have a um wow i have Luxury. a so i have a 5.1 sound system and the I, I my receiver there has a has a three hdmi i think it is or four hdmi switcher mm-hmm. so essentially i could have like mm-hmm. way more devices plugged in if i really wanted <laughs> yeah, but to then you got to deal with switching them on like possibly two different places and stuff like well, that but the, I, that's why i got the harmony remote yeah I, my harmony remote is, is mixed and that kind of thing but yeah. yeah. So and it's and it's worked out to to now. So yeah, I've got an Xbox 360 and a Wii U, and a, a Blu-ray player and a TiVo and what else? I think there's something else that I'm forgetting. Well, the, an Apple TV. The thing that made me think about it. this was I saw that this morning the the Blu-ray consortium or whatever announced that they're yeah. going to have 4K UHD discs, and my first thought was I literally only own two Blu-ray movies. Yeah. And, and so, like, here's yeah. the thing: if you're going to keep reissuing, and because 8K is sort of in the offing, like it's already the spec All the exists. K's, there's a, just a shower of K's <laughs> it's coming K down after on us. K. And so uh, K's all the way down. And so <laughs> my question is like, why would I bother buying for First of all, why am I going to bother buying any Blu-ray discs right now if there are yeah. 4K Blu-rays showing up? Second, why would I bother the, buying the 4K Blu-rays when someday those will be replaced? It doesn't it? It feels like it makes more sense to buy like you know to like stream stuff, right? Because like so, that that quality well, evolves on that. Well, that happens too. Although, um, so watching, uh, I watched uh, just a Blu-ray on this TV, and I was and I was reminded of how much better blu-rays can look than streaming of hd just because it's a much higher compression because it's not going through the internet and so you know not all 1080p is even the same right but but no i mean my 4k experience on this tv so it is a 4k tv it's a vizio it was 700 bucks it was you know it was it was not cheap nor was it expensive that was cheaper than my non-4k yeah see well this (laughs) this is why i bought six months ago or something Uh, (laughs) yeah well this is what's happening and and i looked i looked at reviews online and they said this is like the, the best value 
you. And and, and it, the fact was there was a, a it's a fifty inch. The, there was a same sized fifty inch TV from Samsung that was like fifty dollars less. And I thought, but it was just a ten eighty. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, we'll get we'll get the four K. It, it'll be it'll be fine. Um, and if we I never use the four K, then so be it. There's one HDMI port I think that does four K mm. of of the five or whatever. But it's got Netflix embedded in it. And the funny thing is because it's a four K TV, it's a little bit like having the Retina five K iMac, which I also have. Is you've got this weird situation where you've got a display that's really good, but you have nothing to connect to it. Um, so it's like everything happens inside the iMac, and it can drive the display, but it's not like you know that that was sort of the only way Apple could get a display of that resolution was attaching a computer to it because nothing is sort of there yet for that level of resolution. This is sort of like that with the TV, where the only source of 4K content that I have for it is the Netflix that's embedded in it because that'll do the netflix 4k stream which i did i watched an episode of daredevil in 4k and you know what it looked great it it, it looked great even though yes i mean how much of that is the 4k and how much of that is that it's basically the bit rate above the 1080 bit rate so it's like oh you've got even more bandwidth you know so so how much of it is that the bit rate is just that much more and how much of it is that it's a 2048 you know h.265 i think it is is the 4k standard um i don't know but it looked good i'm glad uh, those you know, those fight scenes are probably so much yeah, more brutal in 4k <laughs> you can see the blood even yeah, more. i want to see that hallway fight scene in that, on oh, that man. tv I'm gonna to have to go back and, and, You're and watch to, that. You gotta watch Although that when one. we started watching it, it, it was um, when I switched to the Netflix input. Every input has a different set of uh, video settings on it, which is cool because you can have like a game input that's set to the low latency and all of that. Um, but uh, it hadn't been set yet for Netflix, so I turned it on. And it was suddenly I was looking at a soap opera because yeah. it had motion smoothing oh, on. I'm like, no, 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 worst. turn it off, turn it off, because you don't want. To, uh, let me tell you, Daredevil in soap opera mode, Ugh. that is not good. <laughs> Every that time I see anything good. with that on, it is just. <laughs> Because when I bought my my new TV, the first thing I did was went and turned all those things off. And it's yeah. just, I don't understand what about that looks good to anybody. No, it, you know, it's funny that on the um, on the Doctor Who DVDs uh, for the for the original, you know, not the original series, the Russell T. Davis ears where they were shooting in SD, uh, they shot in Betacam. So it was just a standard video format. And then they ran it all through this processor to make it look like film. Huh. And, and there were there were some extra, some like that deleted scenes. That explains a lot. <laughs> there's some, so there's some deleted scenes on the, on the DVDs. Uh, and the deleted scenes don't have the processing, have and they look yeah. so wrong. They look like some kid with a video camera saying, hey, everybody, let's make a Doctor Who episode. Well, it's like if you go back and look <laughs> at the actual classic ones where they would switch back and forth between, between video film and, and film. Video. Oh, so Yeah, bad. which is so, so uh, weird. Like, there's so, so many bad. BBC shows that did that in, like, the 70s and 80s, and it just looks... It's bizarre. It's because it does go from looking like, oh, we're making a nice yeah. movie to, oh, this is somebody with their, their parents' camcorder Yeah, because they, they built this live video, like 50s style for the U.S. They built this these studios that were all just multicam, like a sitcom. And, uh, you know, anything that was inside was shot like that so instead weird. of with a single film camera. But then when they went on location, they'd only bring a single film camera. And they just were like, whatever, we'll just edit it all together. Okay. You know, I, I think it's good that we're talking about video, John. Would you tell us why it's good that we're talking about video? I will, because our second sponsor of the day is Animoto. There are 4 billion video views a day on YouTube. Can you believe that? That's crazy. What? And, and 3 billion of them are you know, Minecraft Let's Play videos. Uh, <laughs> the world obviously loves video. Video is the best way to share special life moments or what your company is all about. But the problem is video has always been hard to produce. So Animoto has changed that, and they want to you to give their video maker a try and see for yourself how easy it is. I have done that, and I will tell you about that experience in a second. 
Animoto is a drag-and-drop video builder that gives you everything you need to produce professional videos in minutes. You just need a logo and some photos or video clips. They make it so easy to share what you are all about. In minutes, you can create something that would have taken you a very long time to do on your own otherwise. That is, if you knew how to use one of those complex video editors. But with Animoto, you don't need to learn complicated software or buy expensive equipment. You can share Animoto videos anywhere online or download them and burn them to a DVD if you still do that kind of thing. So uh, visit Animoto.com slash The Rebound and use promo code REBOUND to get 15% off of a annual pro subscription. And they gave me a pro subscription to try out. So I did this. And like just before uh, we started recording this episode, and I, I basically all I did was I, I had so my wife and my son do karate. And I had a couple of clips of them breaking boards as part of their belt tests, which are just cool videos. And so I uploaded those two videos and then a bunch of just still pictures of their belt tests. And that's basically all I had to do. I uploaded them to the, to the Animoto website. And then you go in and they have all these themes that you can pick. Um, kind of like, you know, uh, when you used, when people, back when people still used iMovie. <laughs> um, except that the themes do everything for you. So instead of just being like a little frame that your movie plays in or having a little role at the beginning, it has music and it has transitions and it all, it, I mean, it takes your stuff. So you upload your content and then it sucks that stuff into the theme. And then it does all the transitions and plays the music and like, it'll fade out with a, with a really cool effect on the videos and you pick the only thing I had to do. So like the video clips were a little bit longer than like the default setting for how much it would show. And so like I had like a 30 second video clip and it wanted to show 10 seconds. And at first it was just showing the beginning 10 seconds. I was like, oh, no, I want because the board breaking part was later. So I just slid, you know, went back and moved the slider over to where the part was that I wanted and played it again. And it was just it was perfect. I mean, the the result I was I was really kind of blown away because as someone who had has played with several versions of iMovie and there's it's like it seemed like at the time back in the mid aughts it was kind of fun to do that stuff all that manual stuff like hey, okay now i'm gonna pick my transition now i'm gonna type in the words and and now it's like okay i'm over that you know i don't want to spend that stuff is time consuming and it's a pain in the butt and really, all you want to you want to put stuff together pretty quickly, and this made it so crazy easy. I was really very impressed by how easy the software was. So, go give it a try. You can get a free 14 day trial, and when you're ready to purchase, just again go to animoto.com slash the rebound and use the promo code rebound to get 15 percent off an annual pro subscription. So, thanks to Animoto for sponsoring the rebound. So I, I did a piece on uh, iOS 9, like what sort of might come down the pipe in iOS 9 based on some of the rumors and stuff out there. So I was coming through them, and I feel like, I don't know, the iOS 9 rumor, rumor field right now is kind of kind of sparse. I feel like there's a lot of talk about maybe Apple will roll out something that's kind of feature light, a la Snow Leopard. Um, but either that or it's hard to tell if it's just like they're keeping things really well under wraps. But, you know, especially because it seems like the software announcements, a lot of those leak these days. Um and it, for whatever reason, I haven't heard much about what iOS 9 might have. It's harder to... I mean, Apple does a better job of keeping software stuff under wraps. If Apple really wants to keep something under wraps, they can they can do a pretty good job of it. They can keep those teams 
uh, pretty constrained. It does it, it does link or leak sometimes. Mark Gurman seems to know people, but uh, it, they're better at keeping a secret, right? Because it's inside Cupertino, and if they really no limit, who knows exactly right? It's going to leak a lot less. But yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you guys are expecting or wanting to see well, in iOS nine? The thing that I've seen some people talk about is how, and this is kind of a more of a just look and feel kind of thing, but how the watch actually actually has buttons and oh yeah it's just like a visual it's a, there's a distinct visual difference between what's on the watch and what's in ios 8 currently and it's would be really nice if some of those visual elements from the watch made their way onto ios on the phone and the ipad i think because i think those i mean we, ne- we never people never really liked the fact that they completely took buttons away and now then a lot of the navigation is done simply by tapping on words or arrows yeah. it's just less clear on how to get to places and in some instances yes a button actually is a little bit more clear i would so, agree with that although i always thought that the uh, the button shapes accessibility upgrade is the most horrendous accessibility feature ever oh i haven't i haven't tried it if you've never looked at it it yeah, looks horrible no. it looks horrible yeah. well like, i won't try it and that, well that's <laughs> a, well that's the funny thing to me is like apple clearly has the resources that if they wanted to make like good looking button shapes they could have right. done that instead they decided to be like oh yeah you want buttons screw you because the stuff in the watch looks good yeah i agree i yeah. agree so I, I don't know how much of it's those subtle. designs. It's not, you know, it's not it's not overdone, and it's it's. I think it's nice looking. So. I don't know how much how much of those design sensibilities are likely to find their way back to the watch. I mean, we've also seen. So you know, we're still sort of operating in that post iOS seven world of like you know the flatter design. There were some refinements in iOS eight, I guess, but they've. It doesn't seem like they they didn't go too far, like from going from iOS seven to iOS eight. It wasn't like again like a huge radical change or even like a backtracking. Like they they tweaked a few things here and there, but I don't know. The interface seems pretty pretty similar to me since iOS seven. Yeah, I mean they may tweak it some more and 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 take some of the lessons from the Apple Watch design and and roll those back. I think that I think that would be a good I think that'd be a good move. They yeah they don't seem to be like they're not going <laughs> to redesign it again, but they may they may tighten it up and tweak it a little bit. And you know Federico Vitici did a really nice piece on on Mac Stories about his OS nine wish list and and uh, you know a lot of it was um, going further with some of the stuff that's already been introduced. I think there's sometimes a tendency with Apple to move uh, on to the next great introduce thing, something yeah. and move on to the next thing rather than like making the the thing that was introduced better and i feel like you know that's when when i when i think of doing something that's snow leopardy right and and, and having it be like uh, let's not go crazy with new features although snow leopard did actually have people don't talk about it there were a lot of new features there but they they spun it as being it's more about a holistic kind of improvement thing and and you know mobile os competing with google they're going to have new features they're they're totally going to have new features but but it would be great if they focused on taking a lot of the features they've introduced the last couple of versions and making them work better, like, you know, making extensions work better and, 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 and maybe extending how extensions and sharing and all of those things work. That would be nice, right? Like, let's try to take some stuff that we've introduced that works okay and make it work better. I you would know, like to see that. I was thinking for a second, like, maybe that would be a hard quote-unquote sell for the average user and then i thought you know every time there comes out there's a new operating system the you know my friends ask me like oh yeah what's much better about this one why should i update to it and so it's like well you know if i could make the argument that it just it works better they fixed a lot of the things were broken before i think that might actually be more compelling to many of them i yeah no i think you can i think you can do that like i mean almost on a tiktok method um because people they do want they do want new stuff but 
A lot of people just want their phones to work. Well, it's funny because I just updated. I was over at my parents' place the other day, and my dad's like, oh, you know, the Mac App Store has been bugging me to upgrade this, you know, update this system. And I was like, oh, it's probably just, you know, a point upgrade or whatever. I hadn't realized until uh, later he emailed me the next day that he was still on Mavericks. And so he went to Yosemite. He's like, oh, I didn't realize it would look so different. <laughs> this is terrible. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot Oops. about that. Yeah, I forgot that there's different upgrade cases for, you know, me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is now running on Yosemite. I think he will probably get used to it. But he had, like, all these questions about, like, where his stuff went. Uh, and so I think, you know, there are a lot of people who don't want to. Like, my mom also has the same thing where, like, she'll get that little, you know, when I get the little one thing on the settings icon that tells me there's an iOS update. I gotta get rid of that thing. Gotta get rid of that badge. It's terrible. It just bugs me. And and my mom will let it sit there for months on end. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, But I, I, it's like the the telltale heart. Yeah, it's like it's like they're you're beating tactic engine. So, yeah, that's that'll be the next thing. Every every time there's an iOS update, your Taptic engine will just tap at you. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you can upgrade until your heart you, until you upgrade. Yeah, you will be upgraded. Have you upgraded yet? Have you upgraded yet? Have you upgraded yet? Hey, Have you hey, upgraded hey, yet? Is this is this hey, bugging buddy? you? Hey, I'm actually I'm actually touching you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I so yeah. I don't know if I uh, want that. That sounds terrifying. Do you have? Uh, do you have like? Do you guys have bug problems with iOS? Like mosquitoes? Or... Like yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. No, like complaints about thing. I mean, like real like stuff's weird. Stuff that's because I, I don't. Um, I run into root rough, like I run into rough edges, but I think the problem is I don't run into anything so reliable or reproducible that I'm like, oh, that's a problem. The, the closest I got was. And I don't know if they fixed this because, honestly, as Jason said, extensions could use some work. But, like, there's that yeah. problem for a while in the share sheet where the extensions would just constantly reorder. Yeah. And it's I was still, like, that's still not quite right. And so that's a problem. And it's like, they're okay. That's something that needs to be fixed. Um, that's clearly a bug that is reproducible. Whereas there are other times where it's just sometimes stuff's glitchy. It doesn't load right. The other day yeah. I had a hard crash on my iPad when trying to, like play a youtube video in safari mm. like that's not good but i you know that's not something that happens every time it just happens occasionally actually the big thing that i've noticed uh, lately because i did upgrade uh, my icloud photo library and sync all my photos to it is that um ios can't handle large icloud photo library as well <laughs> it, it's like once you have fifty thousand photos in your photo library and then you want to take a picture mm-hmm. or look at your photos or attach a photo yeah. to a tweet it like yeah, i'm not doing that you tap and you wait for like 20 seconds uh before it slides up or i've had it where the camera like i i actually take five pictures and i look at the camera and it's it's taken two yeah. <laughs> and then maybe others will come later or maybe they won't and that's just one of those things where i'm, I'm actually kind of hoping they fix that in a in an, a, a quick update to ios 8 um but uh that would be something you know the fact is people are going to have all their photos in their icloud photo library theoretically you got to be able to to handle that better so that, that but that, that falls under i mean that's my current annoyance but that falls on the line of make the stuff that you, you've introduced better like the keyboards one of the reasons i stopped using a lot of the third-party keyboards is not because they aren't clever it's because they have no access to apple's autocorrect and they yeah. don't let you do text-to-speech and they're, they're like all the other features that make apple's keyboard good because it's integrated are just not you know offered by apple to the third parties which on one level i understand and on another level it's like all you're doing is saying hey guys we've just enabled third-party keyboards but they're gonna suck so don't use they're them right. which yeah. is why even have that as a feature if that's going to be the case it's it's kind of a big fu in that way <laughs> yeah it, it's bizarre right it's like it's like um you'll still want to use ours well then why are you even bothering yeah why? you can, why? You can 
have our crumbs, our keyboard crumbs. Yeah, there should be, you know, those people should have an API to be able to look into the autocorrect or the, you know, put a Siri button on there or, you know, a speech to text button anyway. And, and yeah, so that's what I would like to see definitely is stuff like that. But those, I'm with Dan, John, to answer your question. It's more quirks. (laughs) It's more quirks than, okay, I take it back. I'm not with Dan anymore because that was way too exciting. Why, why he reacted like that? I am like no this longer was with Dan. Fight. I agree with you, <laughs> Team John. Me. I agree that uh, that uh, there are some annoyances more than maybe like brutal bugs that I'm yeah. seeing. But it's okay. like everything has got some little rough edges that I'd, I'd like to see smoothed out. Yeah. There, we've solved that. Take for that, Dan. Wait, we're know. on the same team. I, yeah, I agree, but I'm also not with Dan. No. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode of The Rebound was sponsored by Dashlane, the password manager that's already helped over 2 million users online. To download it for free, you can go to dashlane.com slash rebound right now. That's D-A-S-H-L-A-N-E dot com slash rebound. And thanks to Dashlane for sponsoring the show. You know, does, is that how the show uh, – that was really funny. We were just shooting the breeze and suddenly Dan's like, okay, and now I'm talking with a little more authority. I'm like, oh, shit, I think this show just started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our show is totally like – It's a slice of, slice of it's life. It's a five-minute show. Yeah. <laughs>